This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we will be covering Season 3, Episode 15, Time is on My Side. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. So, so this week, our episode, my, I think my keyboard is dying. Oh, I'm, there we go. I wasn't clicked on, I was like, why is it not leaving a marker? Because I wasn't on Audition, I was on Google Chrome. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to fill it. Are you getting, already? <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> Drink some water. If you need something, we have a couple rolls. If you want more rolls, go for it. Not while we're podcasting, but like, you know. <laughs> hey, let's do this thing. So, episode recap goes over Dean's deal. Bella stole the cult. We also kind of do like a little rehashing of. <laughs> Is that making a noise? Yes, it's making a noise. <laughs> we do a little rehashing of the end of last week's episode where Dean admitted that he doesn't want to die and Sam was like, yeah, I'm gonna like save you, you know? And then Dean was, <laughs> Dean's like, I'm gonna find a way to save, like save myself. You're like, I'm gonna do it. And Sam's like, me too. And Dean's like, that's it. That's all you got. I loved it. So good. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our recap setting up for this episode kind of setting up the kind of the concepts we'll be building on in this episode the plot lines we start with a like plastic surgeon i think he is um based off the dialogue he's leaving his work late he like they don't endear you to him in the, like literally in like the, the first like three lines that he says you're like this guy's a douchebag i he's don't a like doctor him. yeah he's a plastic surgeon mm-hmm. um because his friend's like up for a drink and he's like i gotta be up at the crack of dawn because he's he's got like a surgery and his friend's like a boob job (laughs) he's like no some then some old lady wants the works and i'm gonna need a forklift to get it all back up which is like a horrible thing to say uh so they're kind of talking smack um but his friend they like part ways and he goes to his car he's like carrying like a gym bag uh, he goes they, around to his trunk. I'll say in the script, they kind of allude to the theme of this episode. Because he's like, staying young is a brutal business. Oh, he does. He does say that. Which is literally the whole <gasps> literally, yes, of the Yes, yes. Um, so yeah. He's the, a more extreme plastic surgeon, though, than these guys. And he's only working for himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... So this this plastic surgeon, he like goes around to the trunk of his car. He's like rummaging around in it, and he like kind of hears something. There's like a wooded area, um, behind the parking lot. He like hears something in the, but he doesn't see anything. And so he like goes back to his car, and then um, we never we don't see who it is. Um, but a man, we see like his shoes, and we see his hand in a second. But a man grabs him, grabs his doc- this plastic surgeon shoves him in the trunk um and then we see him pick up the car keys that he dropped um and then later we cut to cut to later 
and this guy dressed in just like a robe walks into a hospital um and he's like clutching his stomach and like screaming for help and this nurse is like show me what happened like i've seen like i'm sure i've seen worse it's not that it's it's okay and she like pulls his hands away and we don't see anything but literally his like guts spill out onto the ground I hate this show. Oh, it's <laughs> so then gross. She screams. He screams. And then we everybody get screams. <laughs> Everybody is screaming. I'm screaming. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, and then we get our splash screen. So yeah, that is that is the opening to this episode. Okay, Ick, take two. <laughs> oh, hello, Chloe. Hey. What you was Ick one? Was that Bugs? That was um, Malleus Maleficarum. Oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. The maggots. <laughs> what was the maggots this season? This show hates maggots. <laughs> or not hates, loves maggots. The show <laughs> fucking love loves maggots. maggots. Well, hi, honey. There's a co-bear under here. down? Under here. Hello. She's like, hi. Don't duck my pets. Too late. Um. So, yeah. So we come in again from the flash screen, um, and Sam and Dean are torturing a demon. They're trying to figure out who holds Dean's contract. Um, this demon is not going to give up any secrets. He is talking so much shit. He is a, being a giant douchebag. Um, to be fair, they're like torturing him, but he's still also, he's a demon. <laughs> um, he refuses to give up the name of the demon holding Dean's deal. Um, he says that the only thing he's actually scared of is that demon. So Sam starts an, ex- an exorcism. Um, the demon they're torturing, like he keeps kind of taunting Dean. He's like, um, talks about like send me to hell because when you get there, I'll be waiting for you with a few pals who are dying for a nice little meet and greet with Dean Winchester. Um, and Sam's like, should I f- continue the exorcism? And Dean gives him the the go ahead because Dean's Dean's trying. He's like keeping a really stoic face, but. Obviously, he's very upset about this whole thing still. Um, so Sam finishes the exorcism. We get to later. Dean is coming back to this, like, cabin thing that they're in um, as Sam gets off the phone. Um, and Sam has been talking with, i guessing, someone in, like, law enforcement in the place that they're going to be going to in Pennsylvania. Um, but about, like, this weird phenomenon where these fingerprints didn't match anybody you know he's like that must be like a system glitch because that's really weird um it's like dean comes in um from burying the dead vessel and they kind of discuss this case that sam is like keeping his eye on where a man showed up in the yard ER with his guts ripped out specifically his liver um he basically just like keeled over and died right there so Douchebag from the opening didn't live. <laughs> um, apparently the body was covered in fingerprints, but the weird thing is the fingerprints match a dead man. Specifically a man who died in um, 1981. So that's really weird. <laughs> um, Dean's like, Zombies? He kind of gets a little bit excited about the, the concept of zombies. Um, but 
When they get to Erie, Pennsylvania, they find that the man's liver was apparently removed surgically. They are told this by a very snarky Emmy. <laughs> Everyone the boys talk to in the first like five minutes of their investigation has so much attitude. So who's, much attitude. Who are they talking to? They're talking to it. They go to talk to the the Emmy, um, about the bot, the medical examiner, uh, about yeah, the yeah. dead body, okay. the guy who got his guut ripped out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's entertaining yourself with her. her I thought that's the guy they talked to. That's alive later. No. Oh. There's, different victim. <laughs> yes. Okay. Different victim. The other guy lost his kidney. You can survive losing your kidney. Yeah. <laughs> the liver, a little more important. Actually, no, the liver doesn't have a backup. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, this Emmy is like, he's being so sassy. He is really sassy. Everyone in this town is so sassy because they're like, is there any, like, teeth marks on the wound? And he's like, did you even read my report? Like, and Dean's like, it was riveting. <laughs> like, and then they, he, like, tells them, he's like, see, it was surgically removed. And then you're like kind of like it's like really awkward and then he just tells him to he's like get out and he's like yeah goodbye <laughs> but um are we taking turns still uh yeah just a minute okay figured because you did, did you you didn't mark it no i didn't mark it i'm sorry okay. i should have marked it it's okay <laughs> if you're getting drunk i should mark it <laughs> um so yeah so apparently this guy's liver was removed surgically um that's something that i actually thought was very interesting specifically because i recently listened to an episode of buried bones where paul holes who is a retired cold case investigator from um like california he helped close the golden state killer case which was a very like big case like multiple decades like just, 70 victims and yeah he, they caught the guy um but in part because of Paul's work. Um, but he, like, helped link together cases and things like that. It was a whole thing. But, so he's a very experienced cold case investigator. And he talked about how in, like, shows and books and stuff, they'll be, like, the body was dismembered, like, surgically. So, like, clearly, like, whoever whoever did this knew what they were doing. So they must have been a doctor. And they'll just jump right to doctor. But, honestly, if you know anything about just how joints work in general say you're a hunter or a butcher you can make some pretty clean cuts that somebody might go oh doctor did that <laughs> like it's just a matter of like kind of knowing the anatomy so i find i do think it's kind of dumb when now it shows and will be like it was removed surgically <laughs> like nah someone just like knew how to use a knife well and like kind of knows anatomy a little bit which like more than just doctors know anatomy but regardless the liver was removed very purposefully I think it's a better way to say it. Like, it's it was very specifically... It must have been a surgeon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was very purposefully his liver and only his liver. Um, so, clearly, they're not dealing with a zombie. Uh, Sam says they need to talk to survivors, so they got to talk to another patient who had his kidney, kidneys removed after he was jumped. And they're like, like, what do you remember? And he was like, I was speeding my meter. I was jumped. He, like woke up briefly in like a basement or something and he remembers being in a lot of pain and then he woke up in a bathtub full of ice with his kidney missing 
he has so he he is not up to talking to he's cops. he's snarky too he is oh my god he's so snarky <laughs> what is this is erie pennsylvania full of assholes in real life <laughs> to be fair this guy deserves to be an asshole after what he's been through. But, yeah he can he has the right to be an asshole okay um do you want to go from here so it sounds like this monster doesn't always purposely try to kill the victim. Mm-mm. It's like, I'll just take what I need. Sorry, I'm being noisy about drinking water. <laughs> and then if that allows you to survive. If they then, live, they okay. live. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah. I think he's not purposefully trying to kill his victims, but he also isn't super, um, like, like he doesn't also care if they live you know yeah like if that guy had died in a bathtub like this the monster probably wouldn't have cared yeah um but all right your turn where are we from <laughs> yeah okay so the boys like go back to their motel room i think and they're chatting about the case so is this about the current guy um Yes. Okay. I think so. So Sam finds out that the guy they were talking to was sewn up using silk threads and maggots were used to prevent infection. Yeah. Were there like maggots inside of them? Ew. Because um, maggots only eat the bad flesh. They were actually like a pretty common um, method of preventing infection back in the day before we like had, you know, before doctors learned to wash their hands for starters. Um, for a long time, doctors didn't wash their hands, and they dot. It was like, like they were like really against washing their hands. Like there's a reason that like midwives, one of the reasons midwives for the longest time had a higher like mortality rate of babies than doctors. Like more of their babies survived was because midwives washed their hands. Yeah, and doctors didn't. Um, but silk threads which were used for the stitches, those caused, Sam says those were prone to causing infection. And so they would use maggots to prevent infection because maggots only consume bad flesh. They'll only consume like the dead and infected flesh and they'll leave the good flesh behind, which is actually like really fascinating and honestly pretty smart. But why the fuck does this show love maggots <laughs> so much? I'm, I'm tired of it. Um, Sam, let me get rid of this. Sorry. Dean's is talking about how the case sounds familiar, and Sam says it's because it is. John's journal tells the story of a 19th century surgeon called Doc Benton, who found a way to live forever by replacing organs the moment they stopped working. And then, even though John had cut out the Doc's heart, it seems that he survived and started abducting healthy young people again to stay immortal. Yeah, and then he's also picky about where he sets yeah, up like his a lab. Whole thing about it's funny. Dean's sitting there eating a burger, and Sam's talking about this gross stuff. <laughs> yeah. He's um, like, "I'm eating." Yeah. He says, "Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm eating." <laughs> um, Sam says he's picky about where he sets up lab. He likes dense forest with access to a river or stream. And Dean's like, why? And that's where he likes to like dump all the waste. And Dean like gags a little. And Sam's like, lost your appetite. And Dean's like, he like thinks about it for a second. And he goes, oh baby, 
I can't stay mad at you. It keeps <laughs> eating. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but so I did research this week because I was a little curious. The morbid library. <laughs> I have a, I have two different re- two different kind of sources that I just skimmed through, um, and I will link these both. So the first one is the morbid library, and the second one is Go East. Is this guy a real like? Legend? Yes. Really? Yes. I thought it was made up. Yes. So, um, the Go East says that the story begins in Benton, New Hampshire. Um, I'm not sure if they, where they got that specific location because, um, Morbid Library doesn't have Benton specified. It also doesn't specify New Hampshire, really. Oh, no. It does specify New Hampshire, but they don't specify Benton. So, like, obviously there's, like, different versions of this story. But, so, this guy, he was born Thomas Benton sometime in the 1800s, according to most varieties of the legend. Um, some iterations have him, have him being born as early as the 1700s. And he was born in a village in New Hampshire, um, potentially Benton, New Hampshire. He was always smart. Um, and the town needed a doctor, so they crowdfunded his education and sent him to Germany, where he was taken under the wing of a professor. Um, and they studied, like, the normal stuff, but they also studied things like alchemy and immortality. Um, the professor died right before he graduated and returned to New Hampshire. Um, so Benton set his home out in the woods. Um... Some people say this was to hide his experiments. Others say he disvalued his privacy. But on all accounts, he was a competent doctor and had a good reputation. Um, And then this is where, like, some stories tell one thing, some versions tell another. Basically, something happened. Um, A family member died. Um, He was rejected by the woman he loved. He basically just had a mental breakdown, whatever. But he, after su- he suffered a tragedy, and he went into his home and refused to leave. Um, and he be- he began or intensified his gruesome exper- experiments in his secluded cabin. Um, and there was like a rash of mut- animal mutilations, and then it escalated to a corpse being taken, and then like bodies were being found hidden around town, and they all had this mark behind their left ear. Um, and so they hoped that Doctor Benton could like offer some assistance and but then they went out to the cabin and it had been left completely the elements with no signs of recent habitation um and he was never found but there's still like stories of him like um people claim to see like a tall man with long white hair sighted in the woods you know wearing like a dark cloak so yeah in every rendition he um, like, some of the legends say his parents died, but many speculate that he resumed his search for eternal life while alone on the mountainside. Um, so, yeah. The legend is that he, like, this is, oh, this is, here, there's a slightly different version on the Go East. Sorry, I forgot about this. Um, they have, their version of it says that on one winter evening in the 1820s, a small girl named Mary did not come inside and called for dinner, and when her mother went to get her, she saw a set of adult footprints in the snow, leading towards Mount Musilake, I think is how you pronounce that. I think it's a Native American word. 
Um, and she summoned the townspeople, and they followed the trail to the Tunnelbrook Ravine, where they observed a shadowy figure in a dark cloak with a long gray beard, recognized by some as Doc Benton. With the snow intensifying, they closed in, pushing the doctor toward the wall canyon. And Benton, with Mary under his arm, is said to have climbed one of the near-vertical cliffs, boxing him in. Atop the cliff, they observed him throw Mary to her death before disappearing forever into the escalating snowstorm. Um... Although he disappeared that fateful evening, he was not gone for good. In 1860, a missing logger was found dead. The only observable injury, a wound behind his ear. Some 40 years later, a railroad railroad worker in the area was found dead with a similar mark. And some say that Benton continued to frequent the area thereafter. Mysteriously creaky floors, open windows, and food disappearing from the cupboards um, have all been attributed to him. Others claim to see a dark cloaked figure fleeing the summit, darting behind the large cairns marking the trail, trying to avoid detection. So, in the 70s, a search party was deployed when a solo hiker didn't return from a trip to the remote Jobbledunk, sorry, I, I might have butchered that, ravine. When the hiker was found, he was covered in bumps and bruises and in shock, but otherwise uninjured. Once safely away from the mountains, he confessed that a hand pushed him while, on, while climbing on an exposed ledge. So, the, the the theory, the like, the myth legend is: is it his spirit haunting the mountains, or did he in fact discover the secret to everlasting life? So that he was a real person. Then I think it sounds like he may have been a real they, person. Like, built some legend but, around him. Yeah, I think it it's kind of like a smaller version of King Arthur. Like it's pro- entirely probable that King Arthur was an actual real king. Yeah. But he has become a legend over time. Like Robin Hood. And- yeah, exactly. Like, these were stories that probably had a real person at the origins of them. So I think Doc Benton is one of those similar ones. But his went a slightly different route than King Arthur's. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, but yeah. So, can you imagine the episode? That's some, some lore on, like, the, the some of the real-life lore um, around Doc Benton. So, do you want to keep reading, or do you want me to get into that i can read one more section and then um it cuts to a young man who's out jogging you can hear his heart monitor and his watch beeping which is a really good Mm -hmm. um bit of sound design yeah it's really effective um he's like he like sits down to rest or something he like pauses to like take a little breather i think and then he's like jumped yeah. Like, uh, with, like, chloroform, yep. I, I presume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the chloroform becomes a plot point. Yeah. <laughs> and he wakes up tied to a table, and then you can hear, like, his heart monitor, like, start picking up speed. Yeah. As he wakes up and is like, realizing, realizing where he's at. It's, it's really effective. They even, yeah. like, show a shot of, like, the number counting up. Mm-hmm. So good. And then you finally get a glimpse of... It's our first look. And man, they did so good with the prosthetics. Looks amazing. Oh my gosh. Really, really impressive. The SFX makeup ladies on Supernatural, they are incredible. I follow a couple of them on Instagram and they've like posted behind the scenes things and oh, they're so, so talented. And this is, he, he looks really good. He's he's wearing like a surgical mask. So we don't, we all, we can see like his eyes, but he's like super scarred up. We can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and he's like saying, (laughs) he's like, 
doesn't he say something like don't worry like i'll it won't I'll be gentle or whatever or something <laughs> let me find the spot in this the transcript like ripping your um, heart out wouldn't hurt but okay yeah i feel like he does, he say, does say something, something but the transcript doesn't have it um he does say something about like this isn't going to hurt like it obviously hurts um but yeah <laughs> yeah and he cuts out his heart while he's still awake and i had to look away i was like oh yeah both of us covered our eyes <laughs> I was like i can't <laughs> it's really really cool though i really love the sound design because like you see his heart like pumping in the doctor's hand which is a that was the point where i was like nope yeah can't do that and then like you hear the heart monitor stop it's so effective so effective i love it um meanwhile back at the the motel room dean gets a call from bobby who lets him know that bella was scotted was scotted wow i'm struggling to talk was spotted in canaan vermont um and rufus turner an old buddy and a retired hunter is the one who like gave bobby this tip so dean's like all right let's go we gotta go to vermont and sam is like um hell no we are staying um in erie like we have a case um and this is where it comes out that his entire purpose for coming to pennsylvania was to find a way for dean to live forever so that he won't have to die and go to hell i don't think this would have worked because wouldn't the, the hellhounds still come for him yeah they still would have torn him apart yeah um i i don't think it would have worked but yeah. it's a it's a nice thought sam and no it's not a nice thought it's an absolutely insane thought <laughs> this is one of the most bonkers ideas Sam has has. It shows like it's how one of the craziest things he's thought of so far. Is. Oh yeah, it's a real testament to just how desperate he is. I love it. It's so good. Um, <laughs> the boys argue about this. Sam's like, Bella's already sold the cult. There's no point. And Dean's like, Well, then I'll just kill her because like, <laughs> he's he's a, on a bit of a vengeance streak. He's really mad at Bella, which is fair. Um, because she like stole his one chance for like living yeah like one like probably most probable chance for living so like i understand him being mad <laughs> that's fair um sam is like no I, i'm gonna stay here and they decide to part ways um so dean leaves and sam prepares to head in the woods to check out these cabins that he was telling dean about and hopefully find doc benton so um we cut to vermont i think i think we're in vermont where dean finds rufus um rufus is iconic he is amazing i love him <laughs> rufus is incredible he is he's the greatest i love rufus i love the grumpy old hunters you know uh, they're so great. good they're like paranoid <laughs> bastards they're so grouchy about the entire world <laughs> But they have their, like, creature comforts they're really into. Like, you know. Um, he, Dean bribes um, Rufus with a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue for Bella's location. Um, and Rufus reveals, while they're, like, chatting over drinks, that he knows a lot. Um, he knows Dean only has three weeks left. 
Um, and he know he says no peace shooter is going to save you, and he like asks um, why Dean's chasing Bella because there's no hope. Um, he's really optimistic. Oh yeah, he's so optimistic, and he says that even if Dean manages to get out of this one, there will be something else down the road because folks like them don't get a happy ending. Um, and he basically he's like, and if you do live long enough, you'll be like me. <laughs> so. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Sam would be a bit more of a Bobby come retirement, and Dean would be much more like Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great, because Rufus and Bobby, one of my all-time favorite supernatural hunting pairs. Oh, my you, God. You see them again, then? Yeah. Together? You, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. They are incredible. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, all right. Do you want to take over? Do you want to do the Sam stuff? <laughs> and I'll do the Dean stuff for this next little section because we kind of cut back and forth. Sure. Um, so Sam is heading back into the woods to check out the cabins he was pointing out to Dean. Um, and, and then cutting it over again. <laughs> yeah. And then back uh, at Rufus's, he... Um, he tells Dean the hotel that Bella's staying at, um, and then he explains that he's like, like, if you, like, you know anything about her, and Dean's like, not really, like, ran her prince, got nothing, because apparently she burned her off, which I don't think actually works in real life, but maybe this is Bella, she probably used, like, a magic something or other. I mean, he, what does he mean by he used her ear? Um, he, (laughs) it's a great little moment is what it is. Let me find it. Don't remember that either. Um, oh yeah, because doesn't Dean say? Yeah, he says. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Dean says, "Let me guess, you left her a fingerprint." Rufus says, "Yep." Dean says, "You got Jack." And Rufus says, "Yep." She burned him off probably years ago. Which once again, I'm pretty sure is not a thing that actually works in real life. Um, like you can like scar your fingerprints, but that still just makes them distinct. So, but you can't actually like permanently remove them. I'm pretty sure it's not a thing that works unless yeah. you like chop your fingertip off maybe i guess but um yeah obviously she didn't do that um and dean says yeah so you're right where we are and rufus says nope you do her ear and <laughs> dean's like i'll try anything once but i don't know that sounds uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> but according to rufus ears are as unique to humans as fingerprints um and he says that well i won't fly in the courts over here but in england where bella is from uh, they're all over it. Um, a friend of a friend of a friend faxed him 10 pages of confidential files all within a day. And all he had to send him was one clean shot off the security camera. And Rufus hands over this massive folder. Well, it's not like massive, but it's like pretty hefty. Um, and he says, the so-called Bella Talbot. Back to Sam. <laughs> so Sam... <laughs> enters a cabin after dark and he's like making his way down to the basement um and he finds a makeshift surgical setup not only containing the dead body of the jogger who had his heart removed but also a young woman um missing a chunk on her arm but she is still alive yep yep and then i assume dr benton attacks he comes back (laughs) Oh, wait, he's, like, and, coming in upstairs yeah. so, and you can hear him. Yeah, so we, we see Sam, like, wrap the girl's arm in a towel, and he's like, I'm going to get you out of here, you know, and then we cut to Doc Benton coming home. 
Right. And she's like starting to scream, but he's like covering her mouth. Yeah, he's like, like I'm, not here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. Um, so. And so he like helps her out and going back over to the car. Um, <laughs> and then Doc Benton is hot on their trail. He like smashes. I forgot. He about like that. smashes his head on the stairwell. Yeah, he like busts the window open and then grabs Sam's head and like bangs his, his face on the steering wheel a couple times. Yeah. Um, but Sam gets his hand on the, the gear shift uh, and puts it in reverse and then puts it in drive. <laughs> should, should I read what you had written? <laughs> if you would like to. Um, but yeah, Sam puts it in drive right over Doc Benton. Is the key, oh, he does, the key yeah. point. He drives right over the top of him. Um, they put, oh, to be carried by to safety by Sam Winchester with hard eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Sam runs over Doc Benton, who then, as they drive away, stands up with his neck all crooked and then, like, cracks it back into place. Oh. It's horrifying. I love it. This episode is so I don't understand so good. how he has, like, superhuman powers if he's still using, like, normal human body parts. I don't really understand it either. Um, there must be some they, sort of magic involved. Like there's, like, a formula, so I think it's, like, an alchemy kind of thing yeah. is part of the concept. Um, but, yeah. So, back to Dean and Bella. Dean confronts Bella at her hotel. Um, she tells him the cult is gone. Dean is, like, seeing red. He is in a rage. He is like we've only seen him this mad a few times he is big big mad um he is fully prepared to shoot her and he tells her that he knows that when she was 14 she had the brake lines cut on her parents car which resulted in their deaths um and bella gets a she flashes back to being 14 um and remembering how her father used to come into her room and close the door which is obviously hinting at horrible things. Um, she doesn't tell Dean any of that, though. And instead, she says, um, she's like, yeah, I killed them. Uh, they were, she's like, I, they were nice people, and I killed them, and I got rich, and I don't give a damn. Like, just like, I don't care what happens to you, basically. Yeah. Uh, Bella is like, she is digging deep into that trauma to be the coldest bitch she could possibly be. Yeah. Um, cause clearly like it hurts to even remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Dean is like, he's he, like slams her against the door and he's got the gun in her face and he's fully prepared to kill her. And then he glances up and he sees some kind of dried plant. So like, clearly like a witchcraft, like warding thing above her door. And he tells her that she's not worth it. Um, and as he leaves, or um, after he leaves, Bella calls someone on her hotel phone and tells them that Dean was in her room. Um, and she reveals to the audience that she pulled the receipt for the Erie Motel where they were staying from Dean's pocket. She says she knows where the brothers are. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so Dean calls Sam from the road. He says that he's really screwed. Sam tells him what happened and that he has the doc's journal. Oh, yeah. That was an important detail I forgot to mention. Sam stole Doc Benton's book. Yeah. Was it upstairs or downstairs? I don't remember, but he, I don't remember if we even really see him grab it, but he grabs it. Um, 
And says he says from it he's learned that only science and not magic is responsible for the doctor's immortality. Okay, so not yeah any magic. Um, he says the formula could save Dean, not <laughs> Sam. <laughs> did you put Dean? No. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> and then I guess Sam's at the hotel this time. Right? Yes, he is. And, and then before he can explain further, the doc abducts abduct Sam using chloroform. Yeah. And like Dean, it's like. Yeah, Sam? Dean's like yelling on the phone because Sam is literally like mid sentence. Yeah. Um. So I keep going. Um. So Sam wakes up tied down to a table at the doc's cabin with Doc Benton standing over him. Preparing to remove his eyes, <laughs> which I also literally—he literally has a what he what he's holding. I think it's like a repurposed cookie dough scoop. Yeah, because <laughs> the ice I'm cream scoop sure, is smaller. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my parents have the exact one Ugh. because it's like um, we we exclusively use it for cookie dough because it's one of those ones that's like spring loaded, so it has like a little. Like kind of like a tiny windshield wiper blade, but it basically you like scoop with it and then you squeeze yeah. it, and the little metal piece inside of the spoon swipes across and yeah. like detaches the cookie dough from the Ugh. the scoop, which is incredible for we honestly we should get one because they're really yeah I'm just thinking helpful. about but eyes this right is now. obviously like <laughs> prop wise a repurposed one and Doc Benton is clearly has his very clear intentions and I fucking hate this scene. Except for his, like, monologuing. Sam that, has, like, his eyes, like, pried they're, open. They're, like, taped tape. open. Yeah. Which um, must not have been comfortable for filming. Oh, I doubt <laughs> it. Um, Doc Benton is this actor. Oh, my gosh. What's his name? Because he is so good. Yeah. Billy He plays Drago. it so creepy. Drago? And... Drago. I don't know. Billy, Billy Drago, I think. And, like, old, barely held together. Oh, my God. Yeah, he is, like... Like, you can tell this man is, like, insane. Um, and he's like, you know, ain't nothing gonna happen here that you gotta worry about, Sammy. Your chances of coming out of this procedure alive, very, very high. Um, Sam's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, oh, I know. You think I'm some kind of monster, don't you? Well, I gotta tell you, I've never done one thing that I did not have to. This whole, this is one of my favorite lines, This I think, of the whole show. He says, this whole internal life thing is very high maintenance. <laughs> And, like, the way he does it, he's a little flamboyant. It's so good. Uh, he says, if something goes bad like my eyes here, you got to replace them. And sometimes things get damaged, like when your father cut out my heart. Now, that that was very inconvenient. <laughs> I'm sure that you can understand all the joy I felt when I read all about myself here in his journal. Yeah, because he stole, he stole John's journal. Hmm. Um, kind of makes his whole thing just feel like some kind of family reunion, Yeah, when did it? he steal John's journal, though? When he was kidnapping oh, Sam. Okay, yeah. um, I guess it's about time we get this thing started. Uh, and then we get a shot that I couldn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. I don't... I hate it. Uh, Maggots and eyeball things. I cannot do like that. Like, he was... It's bad. I don't know how they managed, I guess, with some special effects, but, like, it really looked like they were, he was, like, half about to get his eyeball out, and it was, like, I hate it. I I hate it, it. I hate it, I hate it. It looked very realistic, Yeah, I didn't like it. (laughs) I don't. I don't don't like like, eye things. I don't like it. I don't like (laughs) it. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) But, thank God, Sam doesn't lose his eye. Dean has amazing timing as usual. He has the best fucking timing in the world. 
Because bad guys always have to monologue, and that it's, always... I think that helped. <laughs> and that always just gives you some extra time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Dean shoots the doctor before he can... He, like, distracts him. Yonk out him. Sam's eyeball. <laughs> and um, Doc Benton goes after Dean, and Dean stabs him using a knife. Dipped in chloroform to knock him out. Yeah, which he like the doc stabs didn't him know in the, the heart, time. and the doc's like, "This was brand new." And Dean's <laughs> like, "That's great because that means it's pumping good and hard, and getting this through your whole system." Which <laughs> genius, Dean! Genius. You just watch him like He's do so this smart. very like dramatic like collapse. Oh yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> this actor is so fun. I he's love like, him. He's playing up every him. moment he he's is, on screen. <laughs> I, this actor is having the time of his yeah, life. I can't even imagine how much fun it would be <laughs> to get to play a character like this. Like even if it's just for one episode, like he only really has a couple scenes. He doesn't really have that many lines, but he's like, milking it for every he second is, he's on screen. Oh my gosh, he's so good. He's so good. And you know he's just having the absolute most fun. Like, these are the characters that every actor, like, dreams of getting to do. The ones that are just a little bit off. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> little know? bit crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Doc Benton wakes up strapped to his own operating table. So that's fun. <laughs> um, oh, how the turntables. <laughs> um, the Doc comes to you and tries to bargain with him, telling him that... He's their only hope to get Dean out of the deal. How does everybody know about Dean's deal? Um, I think this specifically, I was actually thinking about it when we were watching the episode. It's because you could hear Sam talking to Dean about it. Oh, Sam on the was phone, talking yeah. about it on the phone right before okay. he got kidnapped. And he's like, I can tell you the recipe, formula, whatever. He's He can decipher it for them. And Sam's like, you know, Dean, this could be a good yes. opportunity. Like, maybe we should do it. But Dean's like, no, I don't want to live my life like this. It's not worth living a life like that, you know? Yeah. To live forever. Yeah. Absolutely not worth it in Dean's mind. Well, and he, as Dean pointed out earlier, um, in his words exactly, I welch on this deal, you die. So, yeah. if Dean goes back on this deal, Sam dies. And Dean is never going to be willing to do that. Like, Harrow might be here. Is Harrow here? <laughs> yes. Um... So, so yeah, the decision is very easy for Dean. So instead, they they knock the doctor out again, um, and he wakes up inside an old refrigerator, which is like wrapped in chains with the book on top of it, uh, at the bottom of a grave. Basically, they are going to bury him alive, um, and Sam is a little bit reluctant. Like, you can kind of see it on his face. Is that, the, like, the starts, only way like, to kill him, then, I guess? I think just they're just basically, naturally. like, yeah, just let everything wear out. Yeah. I think if they, like, shot have, like, him in the head, I'd probably do it. Or, like, burned him or something. Yeah. That's a bit brutal. Like, I think, I think if they'd, like, you know, made his brain stop working, that would have done it. But he probably he definitely got his neck snapped earlier, and that didn't kill him. So I don't even know. So I guess the the idea is just to trap him until eventually everything wears out, and he eventually dies. You know. Yeah. But like his heart has already been stabbed. Like his his brand new one. 
brand new heart and it's already broken <laughs> already useless um so yeah dean starts to fill in the hole and sam like hesitates because he, he still seems kind of reluctant to like give up this what to him is a last chance um but yeah. he follows dean's lead and then oh my god i love this next part <laughs> we cut to i love the way they do this it's very um the the dark riders what are they called the ring race the ring race right oh yeah the nazgul uh-huh yeah it's very it's very the nazgul coming into brie to kill the hobbits in their beds the way they do this a little bit for what part this next scene the ballad bella coming into the the hotel and she's got a gun on a silencer on her gun and she shoots one bed and oh, she yeah. shoots the other bed <laughs> and then she flips back she like hears like a hissing sound and she flips that back the blanket to reveal blow up sex dolls in both beds a hundred percent dean's idea <laughs> that thousand percent dean's idea um the phone rings and it's dean the boys are on the road um they have they have escaped and he says uh he that he knew she stole his receipt she felt his her hand in his pocket um and he has put some she has connected some dots because he recognized that plant thing that she had above her door as devil shoestring which is used to keep hellhounds at bay and so there he concludes correctly that she made a deal with a demon and the demon killed her parents for her um and he specifically says the demon killed your parents for you 10 years ago today uh and we get a flashback to a young bella on a swing being told by a little girl with demon eyes i think they're red eyes right it's like kind of like sepia toned this these flashback things but i think it's clear it's red eyes yeah it's one Um, of the the bargain demons (laughs) (laughs) crossroad demons oh my heart already read the podcast or that would be the best title (laughs) i'm gonna call them that from now on um but this 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 crossroads demon tells bella that um she'll kill her parents for her and it won't cost her anything for 10 whole years um and bella oh my god lauren Remember they cast for Young Bella looks exactly like Oh, she does a really good job. I can't remember her name. Oh, also Bella's name used to be Emily. Um, Tierra, I don't even want to try and pronounce that. I think it's, it's definitely like... Scovby? Scovby? Scovby. That sounds right, doesn't it? I think so. That sounds kind of correct. It's definitely got like some Scandinavian roots. Um, but she does incredible. Um, but, um... Lauren just fucking kills it in this scene. She just yeah. breaks your heart. Yeah. Because you know Bella is not objectively a good person. You know, she deals and she, like, steals from everybody and she manipulates and she just has to always get what she, her thing, you know, she always has to come out on top. You also feel for her, though, because but you know in, she's had a hard yeah, yeah. background. Like, even with all that this this reveal of her childhood trauma her abuse at the hand of her own father like Mm -hmm. and that she was so desperate that she made a demon deal probably not fully understanding what it was at the time yeah um she was still just like a teenager oh my god lauren just oh my god she just just 
kills this scene. It's so good. Her, I love Lauren. I love Bella. Uh, <laughs> Lauren is just incredible. Um, and she reveals that she tried to use the cult to bargain with the demon that holds her contract, but it wasn't enough. Um, and that the demon wanted the demon changed the terms of the deal and decided that she, um, the demon wanted her wanted Bella to kill Sam too. Um, and she's like, Dean, you have to help me. And Dean's like, it is too late. If, if you had been honest with us, we would have helped you. We could have taken the cult and we could have saved both of us. And she's, she's just sitting on the bed sobbing and she, cause she knows, she knows she fucked up. She knows if she'd just gone to the Winchesters and been honest with them, like they would have helped her. Cause even though she's a pain in their asses, they're good guys and they will like they they would have been more than happy to lend her a hand you know yeah um especially if she had information that could also save dean um and she reveals that lilith who whose name we learned at the end of justin bellow um lilith holds both her contract and dean's um and lilith is the one who wants sam dead um, and Dean asks why she's telling them, and she says that she wants them to kill Lilith first. Um, and Dean hangs up the phone, and we watch the the alarm clock flip, the number flip to midnight, and in the distance we can hear dogs barking. And oh my god, it's so good. I love this episode. This episode, I, I will complain about the ick all day long, but this episode is so fucking good. Like, we get, like, a classic, really creepy monster um, that's a, something totally new, something we haven't seen before, you know? Like, we get some really good brother angst, they have an argument in the middle of the episode, we, you know? And then we also get this incredibly heart-wrenching scene with Bella at the end that is just, it's just devastating. And it makes me so sad because I love Bella. And this is the last I will ever see her. And it's sad. So she doesn't ever show up again? She dies. No, but that doesn't mean much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, we never see Bella again. I would have loved to have Bella come back as a demon or something. That would have been incredible. Yeah, yeah. But they probably would have like had to do like a recasting. Yeah, because she'd be in a different vessel. Yeah, which wouldn't have been quite as good because I don't think anybody could match Lauren. Yeah. You know? I know, I like Bella. I like Bella. She's too. a great character. It's very sad. Bella is amazing. But yeah, that is Time is on My Side. I feel like there was some fun little minutiae of this episode that I kind of skipped over. Um, no. No. <laughs> The patient story, the the guy who got his kidney ripped out, is almost identical to the urban legend of the kidney heist, where a young man meets a beautiful woman, and she drugs his drink, and he wakes up the next morning in a bathtub full of ice with his kidney surgically removed. So, that's, I am only familiar Why with that. Why is he in it's a like bathtub a, of ice? That's a really good question. I don't know. a fever down or something? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, but, yeah, like... Oh, the guy who plays the coroner played Daniel Elkins in Dead Man's Blood. Who's that? He's the the old hunter who gets killed by the vampires. Oh, really? It's the same yeah, guy. he was hanging on to the cult. Um, the guy who plays the 
the they call him the gym club victim. I think that's where they were coming out of, um, like the plastic surgeon um, place. Oh my god, <gasps> I didn't realize that. Oh my god. Okay, so for all of our listeners who have like watched more of the show than Haley has, um, the guy who She's plays <laughs> the guy who plays the victim in the cold open is the actor who plays Cuthbert Sinclair in season nine Blade Runners. I thought he... That's, that's blowing that my mind. That means nothing to me, but... Oh, my God. Okay. Um, the oh. actor who plays Rufus Turner appears in two series associated with Kim Manners. He played Mr. X in The X-Files and Captain Fuller in 21 Jump Street. Um, I'm just reading off the minutia on the, the wiki. Um, John fought Doc Benton in 1983, which is the year that Sam was born. So that must have been a really early hunt. That must have been a really, really, really early hunt. Um, and cut out his heart using a chainsaw. And this story is told in the comic Supernatural Origins number four. So yeah, that was a very early hunt. Because the Origins is like, the boys are still baby. Or Sam is still a baby. Um, oh, Sam's car is from Lariat Rentals. A name apparently cleared uh, and used in the X-Files. Yeah, I just read that one. That was interesting. Huh. That's interesting. Um, despite being set before Dean's deal is up, the receipt that Bella steals from Dean is actually dated uh, April, May, no, January, February, March, April, May, June, June 11th, 2008. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah, and then that last, at last minutia is a spoiler. That's a plot spoiler. So, but... Yeah, I like this episode. This is a really good episode. It had good moments. It had some disgusting moments. But overall, I think it's a really good episode. Yes. It's written by Sarah Gamble, of course But it's I good. don't like the gross stuff. I don't like the gross stuff either, but Sarah Gamble is... She wrote this episode. It was written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Charles Beeson. Um... And Sarah is an incredible, incredible writer who has gone on to do amazing things. She's very successful. We love Sarah Gamble. We stand Sarah Gamble on this podcast. <laughs> Adore her. Um, Haley is a little drunk, so let's wrap this up. <laughs> Next time you have to, we have to start it when I'm two drinks in. Because <laughs> I wasn't fun enough for she this podcast. She wasn't fun enough for this podcast. Don't know. Um, so yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all those fun places. Um, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm. It helps more people find us. If Follow you us have on Twitter fellow... while you can. Hang on, let me get into that. If you have fellow Supernatural fans, tell them about us. And if you want to reach out, you can find the pod on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. And for now, for who knows how much longer, on Twitter at Talk About Before Sam Before Elon pod. burns it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Before to, if Twitter happens to implode, um, over the weekend, like follow, make sure you're following us on all our other social medias so that you don't miss out on future updates. I'm going to try really hard to be more active on those other places. Twitter has kind of become our main hub. We have the most followers there outside of TikTok, but I feel like TikTok is kind of its own little thing because I like, I post like dumb edits and people follow us and then like the podcast videos that I post don't get any views. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do about TikTok. We'll figure it out. Oh, 
something that I wanted to bring up on the podcast. I had the thought of potentially creating a YouTube channel for the podcast um, right now. Well, we both thought about that. Have we both thought about, about it? I think we both thought about it separately, but I brought it up <laughs> well, first. I brought it up yesterday, do you? I brought it up. No, I brought it up. No, I'm pretty sure no, I brought, I brought it, up. it up. Well, I did. <laughs> I think it was a joint bringing upage. <laughs> a joint bringing upage. Um, well, remember, uh, like you were talking about how like Twitter was dying, and I'm like, we could do like a YouTube thing. Maybe you did bring it up first, but I'd, I had been thinking about it. So I think, I think we both have. Yeah. I think we're both thinking about it. My thought. I think is, we've talked about so, it before, though. We may have. Um, right now, we don't have the money space or equipment to do a video version of the podcast it's something we definitely want to work towards in the future we have the space for it we just don't have the budget (laughs) well i mean like to have like a dedicated like podcast set you know yeah like right now i feel like we can probably just film on our couch or something well but but how would we be able to do that with the whole i know i was saying like in the future yeah well that's the plan is in the future to have like a dedicated kind of area where like this is where we film the podcast, you, put a you know, green screen behind us or something. That's my thought. Is if we were to start doing an a visual version of the podcast right now, we would probably do it, incorporate a green screen. But um, that's in the future. That's in the future. That's something we want to work towards. It's a goal we have. Um, but in the meantime, I was thinking about uploading our existing episodes just as like an audio. It's just in their audio formats because that's what we have on to YouTube. Um, and I don't know if any of you guys would be interested in that, or if any of you would be interested in, in a video format in the future. We, um, we are interested in at least doing some sort of streaming or video yeah, of some sort have, in the future. We have some ideas. So if a video format of the podcast is something you would be interested in, please let us know. But yeah, so we might we might start a YouTube channel. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be nice. But I'm going to try to be more active on our other social media platforms just in case Twitter implodes. <laughs> it's, it's highly likely. Um, I read a I great the- Tumblr post that was basically like, t- Elon has basically fired t- Twitter's version of an emergency services. So like the house is going to burn down and there's no firefighters to call. I think the most <laughs> likely thing that will happen and people talked about it, it's probably going to get rebought because yeah, it's still I think a that's highly likely. Like all everything is still in place. It's, it's still, still a valuable asset to people. Yeah, it's an existing program. All the software is still in place. All the servers still exist. It's all still there. Um, you just need so someone to manage likely. it properly and not treat the intro- employees like shit. what he's doing. Um, <laughs> but we are getting off topic. If you would like to follow me specifically, um, I'm Little Red Who Could on Twitter for now. And the Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, my love, where can people find you? Um... <laughs> She to think real hard about that one, even though it's written down for her. I wasn't looking in the right place. <laughs> well, you can follow me on Twitter for now at <laughs> Life Lives on Three, which I think I have a few following me on there. Have you gotten some podcast followers? I think so, yeah. That's fun. That's exciting. I see y'all with your Sam profile pics and all that. <laughs> That'll do it. Yep. That's I try, a, that's I try to follow you back, too. Yeah. Um, Please don't spoil her. 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't follow you back. Maybe you should have followed them back for now. Um, um, and then Tumblr HF Thoughts Dash Blog. Yes. And in a couple of weeks, we will be back with episode 16 No Rest for the Wicked. And I'm so excited. We're so close to stuff it's I haven't seen yet. So, I'm so excited <laughs> to get to stuff you haven't seen yet. We literally have three episodes left of. of well, two episodes of episodes Content. you've seen, and then one wrap-up episode, which is kind of like a different thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have two, three episodes, and then we're into brand new content for Haley. Yes. Which is so exciting. I, like, know, like, who some characters are, kind of, because they've, like, popped up before. But, like, as far as, like, main storylines, I have no idea. You're <laughs> so freaking excited unbelievably excited but yeah let's let's wrap this up because i think harrow is waiting for us so yeah we will talk to you guys in a couple weeks bye Haley is acquiring alcohol. Chloe is huffing and puffing. She is going to blow the house down. Chloe, what do you need? She's real cute. We bought a... There's one in the doorway, and then there's a couple in um, a box. If Harrow brings more, I'll die. <laughs> I don't think so, but they did ask if we had any left. Oh, okay. So they were, they're, they're gonna help you work through what we have still we only have three left so. yeah plus the one in the door <coughs> that one's still good that thing's like They're six like months old seal. it's not that old we haven't even it's been here since we've moved in no it has much. not Pretty no much. it hasn't it you has not no <laughs> at least <laughs> we're five arguing months. over how i don't think it's that old we're arguing over how old the um alcohol in the fridge is do they have expiration dates on them oh look if you guys want um, an alcoholic beverage that tastes just like Jolly Ranchers. Get Mike's Hard Black Cherry Lemonade. <laughs> it literally tastes exactly like a Jolly Rancher. Thieves going to Disneyland next week. Yeah. Then we're going to go together next year for yes, the first time. Yes, we are. We're planning to go to, together next year for our three-year three anniversary. anniversary. We're not going in August. We're going to go like in the fall, but that's the, yeah. the point of the going is for <coughs> our anniversary. So we're going to do more of a stay-at-home for our actual anniversary. Yeah, and then save we're going to do go like to a... Disney a few months later. Yeah. We're going to like, I don't know, maybe find a... Oh, that fizzed a lot when you set it down. <laughs> I was real worried it was going to fizz over, which would have been a mess, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, we'll probably like find a, a little motel and spend the night somewhere, you know, just have a little night away Yeah. for anniversary, but then I'm going to go to Disney. 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 I'm excited. Babe hasn't been in like 10 years. It's been, yeah, yeah, it's been like 10 years since I was last in Disney.
my family and I try to go like every year. That's like our big family yearly vacation. <laughs> yeah. We like Disney. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah. But I, I can't wait to take my babe. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I don't know if you guys can hear <laughs> Chloe squeaking her duck a second ago. <laughs> we got her a snuffle mat. I wasn't sure how much, how, like, she would do with she it. She really likes it. Because, let's be honest, like, we're not sure how smart Chloe actually is, <laughs> based on the way she behaves. Because sometimes, sometimes she plays dumb. Sometimes she does stuff, and I'm like, wow, you're actually, like, pretty smart. And then, but then, like, 75% of the time, I'm like, you are dumb as a bag of rocks. Like, <laughs> is there anything going on up there besides fluff? <laughs> and sometimes she'll, like, play dumb, and she you're will. like, oh, actually, you she are plays smart. dumb. And you did that on purpose. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> manipulating. She's a little, she's a little pain in the ass. But so I wonder if there's her... some sort of, like, dog intelligence. <laughs> I don't know, like an IQ for IQ dogs. Test I don't we can know. Do. But Haley got her a snuffle mat, and she has already pretty well figured it out. She really likes it. Yeah, like earlier, like I t- I stuck a the couple of the treats like underneath the loops, you mm-hmm. know, in the ones that she was kind of struggling with last night, and she got them in no time. Wow. So yeah, like she she's already got them out of the loops out. Yeah, without she got it out of the loops. tipping them upside down. Uh, I think there was that was part of probably the reason the mat ended up in a roll on the floor. But she has figured out that it doesn't need to lay flat the entire time. She can move she, if she wants to paw it up into a big mess. She can, and that's if that's the way she's getting the treats out. Like you know, more power. She to doesn't her. do that every time because that won't take her as long. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it still her took her like a good five ten minutes. Yeah. So, but I did put quite a few little treats in there. I tucked them into like all the little nooks and crannies to really make her, yeah, spend some time on it. I like the one we have because it has a couple different puzzles in yeah. it. Yeah, I want to get her some other um, enrichment toys. Like, there's ones. It's like they're like a ball that you like fill with some treats and they roll them around the floor and the treats fall out. You know, or you have ones you can get like Sam has my parents' dog, uh-huh. where. You have to, like, open you little drawers. <laughs> you know? Oh. That's cute. Yeah, they're, like, little bone-shaped doors. Oh, yes. she has to, like, slide yes. them with her yeah. paw um, <laughs> and her nose. Um, if you guys are on TikTok, you've probably encountered Stuntman Mike and his big sister, Tess. Um, <laughs> and Tess is, like, wicked smart. That's Sam. And um, her, her mom got her a couple puzzles and... She figured out the like the one the like the most com the more complex one in like minutes, but it was one of the ones where like there's the like the they have to like lift a piece off and then slide another piece you know like it's like a legit like real puzzle, puzzle. um yeah I don't know if Chloe could do that no Sam is that I might smart. be able to like work her up to it maybe but that I do want to get a couple smart. more like kind of in between difficulty ones and just have like a little bit of a variety. For yeah. her, because she did figure it out better than I thought she might. I genuinely, I wasn't sure how, because I figured the figured she the could big, do the big area. Yeah, there's yeah. like a big. So on our shuffle mat, there's like a big center area that's like a bunch of like ruffles, <laughs> kind of like imitates like grass or mm-hmm. something. I think that's kind of the idea. And so you like tuck the little treats in there to hide them. It like promotes their natural foraging skills. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's like. <clears throat> There's, like, a bowl with some little, like, ruffles inside of it that you can hide some treats in, and there's a couple spots where 
the fabric like kind of flips up a little bit like you can like tuck the treats under there and there's a loop and And then there's a couple there's like two sets of like these loopy pocket thing and the loopy thing was the one she struggled with the most last night i think yeah um she didn't quite understand it but she was like trying to dig at it (laughs) yeah but she she honestly did a pretty good job working it out which is great playing with um neptune yeah you need to At get least it's not uranus <laughs> i was gonna say you need to get the, the uranus one so then when you're playing when you have it i can say are you playing with uranus <laughs> <laughs> Haley found um we love to go to five below which if you haven't been to a five below or they don't have five blows near you they're kind of like a next step up from a dollar store a little bit i love them so much <laughs> like they and they're not like everything is five dollars or under like they Things go up to, go like, up to 10, like 10 20 bucks 20 bucks yeah but they have like a huge variety of stuff um still like and, cheap stuff mm-hmm. but they have a great variety like they'll have like actual brand name like toys and stuff yeah. on major clearance yeah like Funko Pops and mm-hmm. Haley got a Obi Wan Kenobi Funko Pop, like from the show, um, for six dollars last night. And those just barely came out. Too. Yeah, those are like going for like twelve, thirteen dollars, brand new at other places. Yeah. So she basically got it half off. Um, but they have these bouncy balls shaped <laughs> like planets, um, and I have Mars, and Haley has Neptune. I think they're like a nasa product or something i think they are because the stickers they came with have like the nasa logo on they them. bounce really good yeah they're really solid bouncy balls um they're good but stress balls Haley, too. Haley was i think you were torn between jupiter and neptune right? yeah but she wants to collect all of them so we're gonna have uranus I'm soon. A bit- <laughs> and then <laughs> i'm a big uh space nerd so we like space and this so, house so are you so babe has mars can i see yours they have mars I just like. I like. Oh, yours is heavier. I like the Mercury one. It's like denser. Is it? Yeah, I feel. Oh, it is. Oh, I bet that's because Neptune is a um is a gas planet. I don't know if they put that much thought into it, but I think it makes that makes sense to me. Neptune is gaseous. It's also the size of the planet. Mars is um, Mars is like has like a solid core, like Earth is. You know. Yeah, I really wanted a blue one. I actually really like the color of Uranus. <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I made it into a dirty joke and now we can't unmake it. Cannot unmake that. It's like a lighter blue than Neptune. Yeah. I liked the Jupiter one. I don't one Pluto too. anymore because Pluto's not a planet anymore. <laughs> but growing up, Pluto was Pluto a planet. Pluto is to me. my planet. <laughs> also, Mercury is really cool. The Mercury one had so much texture. Yeah. Like, I thought it was really neat. So, yeah, we are going to collect all of them. Maybe I'll put them in your stocking at Christmas. Mm-hmm. 